Well, welcome. I'm John Sukup, Development Officer for Catholic Social Services of Southern Nebraska, here for another episode of Hope in the Good Life. Uh, this episode being recorded in Cambridge, Nebraska today, a town of just over a thousand people in south-central Nebraska, and home to S.L. Johnson Studios and professional sculptor Sandra Johnson. Sandra, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for coming. Sandra, you've been a donor of CSS over the years, which of course we're thankful for. Your support is providing hope in the good life, and uh, so is your art. Tell us a little bit about your art and uh, the type of sculptures that you create. Well, I do a lot of liturgical art, which means art for churches. So if you see uh, sculptures that are not maybe the plaster sculptures of the past, but are in bronze, that one of those could be mine. A religious art, though, you're saying? Yes. Primarily. But you also do some uh, uh, secular type. Yes, I do. Artwork as well. Yes, I do. Give us a couple of examples of what have you done. What are some of your favorite things that you've done? Well, my favorite is probably that secular. Mm-hmm. It has a religious message, though, is a fallen soldier monument in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Mm. And it's a soldier being elevated to heaven by an angelic figure. Oh, wow. So that would be my favorite. Great. Have you always known that you would be an artist or a, a sculptor? I decided in maybe kindergarten or first grade that... I wanted to be an artist and that that would have been that that would be the most beautiful thing I could do with my life because I loved art already and it was the only thing I was any good at at that point in school. Uh, sculpture, no. I thought I was going to be a painter and I grew up in Philadelphia where there are probably the most sculpture monuments of any city in our country and really really good ones and I never thought I was that kind of caliber of artists, but I ended up going to sculpture wow. school. So I, um, I had planned on, on a career in painting. And I, after college, I was looking for classical training. And I uh, met a, a master sculptor who had just opened a school in Philadelphia. And he said to me, if you really want to be a good painter, you should learn to sculpt because then you'll understand the human figure. And I was very interested in the human figure in portraiture. So that's when I started sculpting and I just stuck with it. We're three blocks from the Oh. Train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all okay. right. Small town America, right Small here, Cambridge, America. Nebraska. Yes. Now, your signature style is very much in line with how CSS works with people. Uh, your art is classical and contemporary. CSS works with the old and the young. Your art is powerful yet tender, always sensitive to form, color, and message. CSS is there to help and sensitive to a person's needs, no matter the person's background and situation they're in. CSS provides hope in the good life. Do you think about the hope? each of your sculptures provides in their own unique ways? Actually, I do. And particularly if I'm doing a sculpture that's religious or for a church. If you think about church, people come to church with their deepest issues. Mm -hmm. Not just joy, but their deepest needs, their deepest sorrow, their deepest anxieties. Hope is something I found in art. That's why I fell in love with it at an early age. Mm. So I definitely try to have a message of hope in my art, which is something intangible. I can't even explain what do you do? How do you do that? But I do, I do pray. I do do a lot of research and I do look at a lot of great art when I'm working on a project, art that I find inspiring, Mm -hmm. uh, which I have to go back maybe a century or two sometimes to find that, but I find it and (laughs) try to um, see the, the beauty if art's not beautiful, it's definitely not going to be inspiring or 
and lift uplifting. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of challenges in life. And the last thing we need when we look at art is to be brought down. So I really do try to do art that will bring people up, make them feel lifted. So would you call your work almost a type of ministry? Um, Probably. I never thought about it that way, Mm -hmm. but if it's... If it's reaching out to people to bring um, healing, then I guess. Yeah. Well, even it kind of goes both ways, secular or religious. Mm-hmm. There's still that common denominator of hope mm-hmm. that you're putting into those projects. Uh, that's fascinating to me. Uh, you've never realized that that might be a, a form of ministry, though, huh? No. I would not be the one he would choose. <laughs> <laughs> How has your ministry, <laughs> your work as an artist grown over the years. You've, uh, I read something that you knew that uh, as a child, well, you said that earlier, that you're like six years old, I think, mm-hmm. about the same age as Mozart wrote his yeah. first symphony, <laughs> that you were destined to be an artist. How, was that, how have you grown as an artist over the years? Well, of course, an artist, especially an artist who is, falls in love with it at a young age, which I did, that's going to kind of follow their life journey. And um, my parents were doctors, as I just told you earlier today, and, but they loved art. So we were exposed to art from a very young age and consistently. And I f- must have found in art something that was freeing, that was very free- freedom-oriented, mm. where um, when you're the child of two doctors, the, uh, you have a very disciplined home <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of expectations oh, sure. of um, achievement. So, uh, but my parents... Um, we were not talking a Christian home. So whether the art, we were exposed to Christian art, but just it was as art. So we were also exposed to a lot of beautiful secular art, like the Impressionists. Think of landscape art, um, things like that. So that was beautiful. But when I was a um, very young adult, 20 years old, and, and even in, in college, I started getting more interested in the Christian art, the really good Christian art. And in Philadelphia, there was a lot of it in the museums. And I just sort of fell in love with it, which drew me into wanting to be a classical artist. Mm -hmm. So um, then just um, I happened to read the Old Testament and knew that God was real. And then I read the New Testament and realized Jesus fulfilled all these prophecies from the Old Testament. So suddenly I'm like, I have no choice. I'm a Christian now. And um, that didn't go well with my Jewish family. But fortunately, art was uh, always sort of a language in my mind. And uh, somewhere I hope it was a language in my parents' mind because they weren't happy with that decision. So then I had the support of art, not only as I was becoming a Christian, but just becoming an adult and um, as an artist. So then I started on that route and learned sculpture. And um, really, I think when we finally moved to the Lincoln Diocese, which now is getting into over 25 years, all these opportunities began to open up to me to do art for some of the churches. Hmm. And I don't know where I'd be or who I'd be if that hadn't happened. From John the 23rd, Rachel weeping, well, St. Benedict, those, some of my earlier commissions in the diocese were so, you know, you learn about these people. You don't just do a, a, a sculpture that's 
that looks nice. You have to learn about them. I read John the 23rd's diary and Mm. uh, Rachel weeping, went back to the scriptures and just kept reading the story of Rachel and Jacob and Leah and go back to Abraham, you know, and just, this just works into your heart. It's neat to think God has given you this gift, but this gift changed you. Oh, yeah. But here you were exposed to all this art back east, Philadelphia. Yeah. And I love Cambridge, but how? This is a town of just over a thousand people. How did you end up here? Well, this was more of a decision that was sort of twofold. Um, the children were very young, and I wanted to raise them in a small town. Mm. And um, we were looking in Colorado because there are quite a few bronze casting foundries in Colorado. <clears throat> and, um, it was too expensive. And actually, my dad, my family's from Nebraska. At, mm. We have roots. My my dad and his brothers were born in Omaha and grew up a good part of their childhood in Nebraska. So Nebraska was kind of up there above Colorado, sort of, and we knew people in Nebraska, so I started looking in Nebraska. And I thought, well, this will be convenient. I can get to the foundries in Denver area if I need to, mm. without the Denver cost of living mm-hmm. or the Colorado cost of living. So I had actually picked out houses in like every town from McCook to Holdridge, right <laughs> along the Republican River here. Oh, wow. <laughs> and this one worked out. Excellent. Well, the house is next door. And then I bought this house to make a studio mm-hmm. when it came up for sale. My, com- my commute to work is walking across the backyard. So that kind of de-stresses you a little bit, so that's considering very some of the commutes we have. Especially if I forget something in the middle of the night, <laughs> I, I just got to go back to the studio. Right. Of course, CSS covers 24,000 square miles of southern Nebraska. You're right in the middle of that uh, coverage area. It's great to be a part. You've helped CSS out, not only with your donations, but you've uh, also provided some artwork for us to use in our silent auctions and things like yeah. that. So thank you for that. Um, you've done a lot for charity. Uh, tell us about your thoughts about giving back while making a living at the same time. I have a, you know, a son who just got married, and I've been talking to them about start the practice of tithing. And just, well, as you said, everything is a gift. And God is really, I'm sure, every life, if we look at it, we can see things that we've been given that we could have never seen coming. And and certainly not what I deserved. (laughs) So God has been so generous. So it's hard, you know, as an artist, you're not, it's, it's not a very affluent lifestyle. So it's easy to think, you know, but I I need every penny, but we can break through that mindset and remember other people have greater needs actually. So just sort of think about ways of giving and, and, and it could be a multitude. One of my son's always reminds me charity should always be local, which I love because sometimes the people next door really need some help. Mm. So um, you're talking CSS and that's as local as it gets because you're helping people right here, not across the world, but right here Mm. in our own backyard. So, you, you know, like you can always think, well, what do I have that I can help out with? And we've done some drives here in our, our, our deanery with, things to like to furnish St. Gianna's women who are leaving Mm -hmm. at a furnishing apartments. So any life, I think whatever we, well, there's one line I love in, in St. Luke's gospel where Jesus says, give of what you have and all things will be pure to you. Mm -hmm. So like if sometime I donated a sculpture, that was what I had. 
at the time. I might not have had $100 to give you, but I had a sculpture. So like, if we all look, we can always find somebody who needs some help. And we can always find something we, we really do have to give. Hmm. And hope is what you're giving as well. Yeah, because if you've ever been in a place where like you're worried, really worried, like where's the next paycheck coming from and something comes through or somebody drops off some groceries or something um it just suddenly fills you with hope where you were sort of verging on despair so hope is a huge part of it and then people once they have a little ounce of hope then they like turn to god and say lord you will provide i know you will and sort of the floodgates start opening if folks want to take a look at some of your artwork online where can they go well, actually, all they have to do is type in my name. The last name is Johnson with no H, J-O-N-S-O-N. Sandra's a first name, and you sort of are going to be flooded with <laughs> <laughs> with images of sculptures. So. But your website, though, is S.L. Johnson? S.L. Johnson Studios, and that will come up also, .com. .com. Yeah. Great. Here's Sandra Johnson. Thank you for all you do, and thank you again for providing hope in the good life. Thank you so much, John. You've been listening to Hope in the Good Life with Catholic Social Services Development Officer John Sukup. CSS is a nonprofit organization that has been around for nearly a century, helping our neighbors in need of all faiths across 24,000 square miles of southern Nebraska. If you would like to connect, donate, or volunteer with CSS, please visit cssshope.org or call 402-474-1600.